Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your Corporate Global Dynasty podcast. I'm your long-lost host, Hunter Haas. And your other long-lost host, William Spicer. Spicer, it's such a joy to be back on the airwaves for our folks. Uh, our international pod uh, had some struggles this year due to scheduling, but uh, I'm so happy to be talking with you about the draft today. Me too. It's good to be back. I'm ready to get get chatting and you know i'm a month away from heading back to the states and getting geared up for some more american football already yes i uh i have caught quite the fever already uh i guess with uh actually i'll, I'll save it for later I'll, I'll i have a point in the draft which I, it will lead me to talking about my own football life but um so today, folks, we're going to talk to you about uh, each team's draft performance, uh, walking through, highlighting their first-round picks, and then picking out any of those that we think uh, were noteworthy picks later on in the draft. So, um, Spicer, why don't you start us off uh, talking about our number one overall pick from Jacob Park, the popular ballers. Yeah, so the first overall pick by Jacob Park and the popular ballers was our boy Bijan Robinson. Uh, pretty much the unanimous 1-1, one, one, I would say. Mm-hmm, yep. Um, I st- and, like, after the NFL draft, in this draft, yeah, it seems like it's the right pick. I still stand behind it. I made the same pick in another league. Uh, and based on the, the things coming out from the Falcons camp, <laughs> like, you're hearing all the things you want to hear <laughs> for that type of yes. player. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I'm in, you know, four dynasty leagues and in all four of those across uh, m- most of the formats are similar to ours, whether it's either two quarterback or super flex. But despite uh, the quarterback premium, everyone still chose Robinson first. So I, I think it makes sense. I think uh, fantasy wise, he went to a really great fit. You think the Falcons are going to run the ball a lot with uh, Arthur Smith there like he has done in the past so should be uh, early workload and I don't think there's been a running back prospect people have been this excited about I guess since Saquon maybe yeah I'd say that that's that's probably accurate but yeah, yeah I, I like the pick I think it's good for Jake you know we I, don't, I guess we didn't talk about it but the other podcast or and I've thought it <laughs> uh you know he's pretty loaded at running back with some young talent uh Brees Hall Dobbins and Williams, a lot of them, have, all three of those guys were injured. So hopefully, uh, Bajan can be, you know, the guy that stays healthy and uh, gives the popular ballers the boost they need. Yeah, and I, I think that I think that's very possible. You know, it's interesting you talking about the uh, the quarterback premium. I feel like running backs are in a similar spot, except it's a little bit like sure you you have you only have two running backs. But having like mm-hmm. a really top end one is tough. But also, as we've heard from many people, it's like, and like if you look at sort of dynasty fantasy football communities, people are always like, oh, in PPR, like running backs are worthless, like they don't last very long, blah, blah, blah. So it's sort of this interesting situation that I think about it with the, the Gotham Knights too, where it gives you a chance to load up on those running backs mm-hmm. if people are willing to get rid of them. And it's kind of similar to... It's interesting that I feel like in the NFL too, uh, running backs like Derrick Henry are like I think more viable too because like it's the same thing in the real NFL. Like you're throwing the ball a lot more, so like defenses are set up to stop the pass. So like 
linebackers are a little bit smaller maybe to be able to cover like slot receivers and mm-hmm. things like that so it gives you a chance to like run the ball so i think i think we're kind of in this almost like flip-flop from the over correction of how much passing and both fantasy and real football which i think is kind of fun yeah i agree and i think too with how how spread all the offenses are uh across the different receivers like you know it's pretty much a guarantee or, or like the norm now to have a like a three wide receiver set as your base offense and then a lot of teams are running you know fours like pretty pretty frequently as well so the fantasy points for the wide receivers once you get outside the top like eight guys it's all pretty much the same from like you know the top like from like 12 down to like 40 it's like if you look at the rankings over the past few years like the points differential between number you know 12 to to 40 is not very much different so um it's interesting i think in a dynasty perspective to see like uh how the wide receivers get drafted um even somebody like uh jackson smith and jigba who we'll talk about later who's had a ton of hype coming out uh you know he joins the team that's that's loaded so uh i think if you can lock up one of those running backs that's going to be or at least that we can speculate is going to be a a workhorse then it's clear cut great pick a plus for the popular ballers agreed agreed on that pick um they they also had another number one pick so we'll talk about this uh pick one point or one pick oh my gosh it's after school (laughs) (laughs) y'all round one pick 10 uh quentin johnson wide receiver los angeles chargers uh i really like this i gotta pause sorry sorry um yeah it's quentin johnston i heard another podcast there's a t in there it sneaks in. i know (laughs) i and i i have been saying that like out loud i have said it out loud multiple times uh talking to another one of my friends about dynasty and i'm like it's just gonna have to be johnson until he proves himself he has to earn the t for me (laughs) because your brain there's so many i feel like the name Quentin Johnson is is probably already a football player <laughs> and so the fact that it's Johnston is it's gonna take me a minute you know but I, I I appreciate you uh sticking up for the man's tea um but I do like this pick a lot I don't think uh I, I actually I think he would be my f- number four receiver so I some places he's going like second uh in front of Flowers and Addison so some people might say that uh this was a great value pick for the popular ballers but either way um, I think you would just he, that Jake would have been hoping for him to fall to him there because uh, Will Levis, you know, we'll talk about him later. But uh, I think this is a great way to round out the tenth round or the tenth pick here. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I had him actually as like my fifth wide receiver personally, um, but I I can get more into that because if you listen to the uh, the minis podcast, they make this great sort of talk that around my pick at pick 1-7 when the run of wide mm-hmm. receivers happens like you're there you're sort of in this like range of you can kind of pick who you want so I'll, I'll reserve it to talk yeah. about my pick but I think it's totally fine you know one of the only college football games I watched was when Quentin Johnston just went ham on Michigan in the playoff oh game. yeah that was crazy <laughs> yes yeah. I watched that too um but I watched film on all the wide receivers so I figured I was going to be in this wide receiver shuffle based on my pick so i'll talk i'll get go in depth around my pick but Mm. i still think it's a good okay good solid pick there um at the 110 uh i've seen a lot of people who in tight end premium dalton kincaid also going there which that was the next pick Mm -hmm. um 
So I think he could have gone either way there, but I like the Johnson pick. Also feels like a feels like a ballers player. Yeah, I agree. And I think with uh, Kyle Pitts, you know, you're not as maybe the pressure is not there to take Kincaid um, there, so it makes sense to take Johnson and. Uh, the wide receiver core for the the ballers is uh, pretty young uh, outside of Cooper Cup. Uh, a lot of people, or he has a lot of players who have like flashed a lot of potential. So I think that uh, he fits in in well here. Also, I, I kind of like him for myself. Uh, like I'm glad the Chargers took him because now there's three receivers that can start for Herbert that all have different kind of skills. Uh, probably only get one more year out of Keenan Allen or so, but uh, I'm glad that there's another guy that can line up and hopefully help out some some of that offense yeah agreed <clears throat> i think it was a good um, spot yeah yeah i agree um i actually you know there's jake had a ton of picks so there's a lot to talk about here but just from top to bottom uh my gut would say this is he probably had my favorite draft class even though there's one player i don't necessarily care for i'm not a big fan of um Rashawn johnson uh or Rashawn Johnson for, that went to the Bears. But uh, I wanted to talk real quick about Jalen Hyatt because I he was one of those players that I like hate-watched in college because he played for Tennessee, but you just couldn't help but be amazed that like he always made it seem like these crazy huge plays. Um, I am curious to see how well he translates to the NFL. I know there's some people who doubt his ability, but whoever posted that hype video of him and and all that stuff in discord it completely sold me over to be rooting for him for life yeah well i think that that was our our resident new newly resident volunteer uh huck van wyatt keener who uh mm-hmm. who posted the hype video but i would agree jalen hyatt is someone who i think is really interesting especially on that giants team where like who their number one wide receiver last season was who richie james yeah, they they all got hurt, so I don't know who ended up being number one. <laughs> yeah, but they need some help. Yeah, and uh, yeah, really interesting with Saquon, like having someone who can just like potentially, as they say, blow the blow the roof off, like because that was his knock was kind of like not the best route runner. He kind of just does like the straight line thing, um, mm-hmm. but that might be okay <laughs> for them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I hope that Daniel Jones continues to develop his game to where he can utilize that because uh, he hasn't really been the type of quarterback to throw like a ton of deep balls and gamble. Like I think that's why Kenny Galladay busted so badly in New York was that he didn't throw him jump balls because he was either not good enough or too scared. <laughs> but <laughs> with Wandale Robinson being healthy and being able to work in the slot, uh, I think there's definitely room for Jalen Hyatt to be a productive receiver for the Giants, so I'm excited to to watch his career. Um, yeah. a, a couple other picks that I really liked uh, that Jake had were the two Rams that he chose, uh, Stetson Bennett and Zach Evans. I think Stetson Bennett, as much of a goober as he is, uh, sitting behind Stafford, like that's one of those picks where it makes a lot of sense to just take him, put him on like the taxi squad or on your bench, and just say like, "Hey, you never know, this guy might." like either become a journeyman starter or he'll probably be a career backup. Like, I don't know if he could ever start consistently, but I mean, he won a lot of football games in college. So I, I think he is just a good, smart uh, dart throw. What do you think yeah. about Stetson Bennett? Yeah, I think, I think that uh, it's a good pick too, especially with Matthew Stafford sort of like 
elbow thing, just like the Rams in general, like it, I think that they're the perfect example of when people talk about going all in on a season, winning it, and then just blowing it all up. They're like one of the few yes. teams that it like, that's just ha- actually how it happened. Like, all right. It actually about, worked. It worked. They, it was like, they did it, but I think Stafford is starting to get like broken down. I mean, he has, cause he was one of the quarterbacks. Man's been through a lot. Yeah. Like he, I mean, the guy started with Calvin Johnson in Detroit, right? Like he's been around for a while. Um, yeah, and he took a ton of hits. Like, yeah. So I think I think he's getting towards the uh, maybe the end, even if it's just due to injury. So um, I like that. Pick. Agree. Uh, the thing it's tough with. It's almost like because I don't hate either of the like his, um, his Ev- Zach Evans pick either for the Rams with like, the sort of Cam Akers in and out of the doghouse and then having yeah. explosive games. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just a little bit like odd, but he'll probably get some workload there. But looking at who gets taken after, it's like, well, there's no one that's just like a big whiff that you wish you would have taken instead, you know? So. Yeah. And there was like uh, a lot of hype around Zach Evans pre-NFL draft. Uh, and I, I liked watching him at Ole Miss. I went to the Ole Miss-Kentucky game at Ole Miss, and he, like, torched us a couple times. Um, I think there was, like, rumors that he had, like, character concerns or something, and you know how that can be, like, it either could be accurate, like, it might be a Joe Mixon situation, or it might be nothing, you know. Um, so that could – I just don't think there's a lot of other people in Los Angeles behind Cam Akers, like, to prevent this – kid from having a chance as a rookie to go ahead and get some some snaps and then chase brown that's a huge uh like he has a super high ceiling because who knows what's going to happen with joe mixon and all the legal stuff he's going through it seems like kind of even without that maybe the Bengals were flirting with getting rid of him so like if they do i mean i don't know i'm not saying that chase brown's going to be like a day one starter he was a fifth round pick but i i just think that there's so much potential there and he got a lot of value with those both of those picks so uh, I think just smart drafting by the popular ballers. Yeah, and I will say we'll just go over all all of the picks pretty much here. The last one is I like the uh, Luke Schoonmaker, of course my Michigan yeah. man. But like, there's something. There are just teams who they just tend to have players in strange positions that do well, and the Dallas Cowboys and tight ends seems to be one of those. Like they just have historic kind of tight ends mm-hmm. who end up playing there, and so. I like that as a fourth rounder, you know. Yeah, he's also got a good tight end name. Like, Shoemaker just sounds <laughs> like a tight end. <laughs> yeah. Luke Shoemaker, star tight end. Um, but, yeah, I uh, think this was a great draft. I, overall, I give the popular ballers uh, an A for their, their plethora of picks that they had to make. Agreed. All right, well, this is not just a popular ballers podcast, even though we did spend 15 minutes on them. So we are going to move on uh, to the pick kings. Uh, At the second overall pick, Colton selected Bryce Young, quarterback Alabama, which was the same that you also picked in our other league. So why don't you talk about Bryce Young? Okay, so so I also watched a bunch of quarterback film in anticipation of my one, two overall picks in the other league. And... I'm curious to hear what you have to say, but to me, Bryce Young, it's like not even close between him and Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud, that he is the best quarterback. It doesn't matter about how tall he is because that's what a lot of people say. Watching like the film for me, like, of course, watching Anthony Richardson, like 
he has some highlights that are like insane. Same with CJ Stroud. Watching Bryce Young though, he's like the only quarterback who like is in the pocket and then like as like pressure comes, he shifts around. And like the way mm-hmm. and he's the only quarterback who actually uses his eyes to like move safeties like sitting in coverage. So none of the other yeah. both the other quarterbacks are like hot read kind of who they can be totally successful like in the NFL. But Bryce Young to me is the one who can like move defenders and like knows what's happening without looking there. Like he knows what's going on on the other side of the field if it's not working out where he's looking. So to me, like far and away the like highest chance of being a long term quarterback. His his five ten being small thing like I'm like yeah I know that he's small but like honestly playing at Alabama and the SEC like it's not like he was there with like six one linemen. He's been playing with six five six six linemen for like. The whole time now, he was fine. Drew Brees did it. Like yeah. pe- People do that all the time. So I'm not that worried about the size part, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how this class shakes out, this quarterback class. But my thing on it uh, before the draft was I thought that Bryce Young was like the most ready to play like day one. Um, but I, as far as like upside goes, not even talking about fantasy. I think him and CJ Stroud are pretty even. Uh, I may be tainted because it's like Stroud was just incredible in the the playoffs, and I really, I didn't really watch a ton of him until then. Uh, but he really impressed me. But also, um, I think Bryce Young, the like you said, I don't think the height really matters. Like Kyler Murray is probably less skilled as a like passer than Bryce Young is. He could just run really fast and. So I think if he was able to survive, I think Bryce Young will be fine. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I think he's fine. I think he could be really good. Um, but he, I could also see him, like, starting for his rookie contract and then not making it. But um, it's, I guess I'll talk more about the other two quarterbacks when we get there in detail. I think my favorite quarterback was Anthony Richardson, before, even before the Colts took him. Uh but I'm just talking from strictly like fantasy perspective. Like I think he could really struggle and maybe even like not work out after one single season, (laughs) but he's so, he has so much potential for like running and being incredible. And I, that's what makes me excited about him as a a fantasy prospect. Um, But yeah, I'm excited. I, I think it's cool that the Panthers have the number one pick as a quarterback. Like they haven't had anything exciting happening since Cam Newton was there. So uh, I, they're a team that I like have no reason to dislike, so I guess that's why I'm happy for them. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. They did have Christian McCaffrey, but he that was there. That's true. He was always banged <laughs> up, like. Yeah. But when he was playing, he was awesome. But he was also like everything. So, but yeah, there's something. That's true. I like the Panthers being good, for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I th- I think uh, the Panthers being good is fun. It's just a different color scheme than. Yeah. The others too. I don't know. It's like refreshing that it's not just another like red or blue team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking of the Panthers, that was uh, I, I really liked Colton's choice to get Mingo at, uh, to pair with Young. I I don't I didn't necessarily like how high he took him. Uh, I think he could have gotten him like later or like traded back and still still been able to pick him. Um, I've seen probably more than any other p- player in across the four drafts that I watched. Mingo went all over the place. Uh, like some people were really high on him, some people he fell like towards the bottom of the second. So I think it just depends. 
you know, his thing could be one of those where like he got drafted pretty high. So people just were like, okay, that sounds good. Um, but yeah, I think it's cool that Bryce Young gets to start out with like two veterans and Thielen and Chark, and then also this guy to kind of come up with him. So I, I like the pick. Me too. I, and I really liked Mingo. I did, he was a, another film watch for me and he, he really did have like, I mean, it's so tough because, of course, coming out of Ole Miss, you get the A.J. Brown comparison, but he felt a lot right. of that similarity. Like, it's just very powerful. Like, he just seems like he he just has that, like, I don't know how to say it. He's not shifty. He's just, It's like D.K. Metcalf is like that, too. They're not shifty. They're just so explosive. Like... Yeah, in their movements, and and I think that that translates pretty well into the NFL, um, and that that he could be really useful on a team that is, you know, they have old man Thielen on it now. Like he he has a way to carve out a role for himself. Yeah, he's just he, he's a big dude like Metcalf is too, which is I like big receivers. So yeah. I guess I you know I with the, with receivers for me I like the extremes. I like the little tiny guys and I like the big ones. <laughs> Yeah. Nothing in between. If you're average, I don't want you. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah, like Chris Olave is not a receiver for you. He's too normal. No, <laughs> I do like him, but yeah, I, he doesn't fit on either of the extremes. <laughs> um, for the rest of uh, the draft that the that Colton had, I, I don't really have any, any takes on any of these guys. Uh, I could see Cedric Tillman being pretty good for the Browns. Um, but yeah, that's that's about all I would have to say. Yeah, Cedric Tillman falls in the same category. Same with Jalen Hyatt. I was going to say, like, both of, the, both of the Vols wide receivers are kind of like, I feel like people don't really know what to do with them. Um, mm-hmm. like because pretty, they, they ran such a weird offense. Yeah, they ran such a weird offense. Was it Tillman or Hyatt? One of them was a, he was a transfer portal or, like, fit, like older fifth-year senior. Yeah, I think it was Tillman because he's 23 already. So, like, mm. there, it was just like he didn't really do much until he went to, to Knoxville, but I still really liked both of the players, so I'm curious to see what happens uh, in Cleveland where, uh, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones had a bit of a, like, end, ending good run last season, mm-hmm. but he has a good chance if he can, uh, to, to make his way into the offense and be productive there, and I really like the Xavier Hutchinson pick. I'm really curious how that pans out. I think the Texans, all the Texans' offensive weapons are so interesting with, like, they, you just don't know. Like, they don't have anyone who's just, like, bona fide, and they got rid of Brandon Cooks now. So, right, like, it's a great dart throw. You're, yeah, I think your boy Nico Collins could be good. But, yeah, uh, I, I agree. That's for a fifth-round pick, um, not, like, nothing lost there. They could definitely pan out. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to what I think was. Oh, what, what's the? Oh, I, give, go I give him a. I give him an, an A A minus. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna go. Hmm. I think I'm gonna go B plus, which might be a little harsh, but it's just because I I would have rather had Mims there at that mm. pick if I was picking. Uh, and if he really wanted Mingo, I would have just traded back for him. I think. Um. So B plus for me, but okay. otherwise, I mean, that's still great. All right. Uh, next up, we have the Rocky Mountain Mooses Turtle Daddy sixty nine, with I th- what I think is the most shocking pick of the first round, which was Jameer Gibbs at one point three. What do you think about that? 
Yeah. Shocking. After we had this whole debate about how <laughs> I said, right. <laughs> like, it, I just, I thought it was such a, such a funny chuckle for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really, I, I mean, I like this pick, especially because he traded away a bunch of running backs. So like taking this pick here, I think is pretty good. And I think that Gibbs will be extremely productive. I loved him. I loved watching his like tape. He was awesome. And I was actually a little spoiler. I figured that Gibbs would have landed to me and I was going to draft him. That's actually what I was going to do. Um, mm. Cause that's where I thought he would end up like where he'd fall in our draft. So I was pretty shocked. Yeah. And then it pissed me off yeah, because it left right. J- JSN on the board because I knew like for Wyatt. Yeah, yeah, like, I knew that the quarterbacks were going to go to Rob and Katie. Like, it just, like, if they did, didn't get past Zach. So, have yep. this, it really uh, annoyed me. But, um, yeah, I like Yeah, it. same. I, I was talking to uh, Noah Moyers, G, you know, co-GM of the Magic uh, pre-draft, and we were talking about Wyatt having that pick. And I, I don't remember who we thought would go where at that point. Um, it, it was before the NFL draft had even happened. But um, I said, I remember saying to him, yeah, what would really suck if, because of all the quarterbacks is if Wyatt ends up with somebody like J- uh, Jason, <laughs> like, oh, that would be terrible. We were like, yeah, I hope that doesn't happen. And then sure enough, it did. Um, but anyways, with Gibbs, I, uh, I I was surprised by this. You know, it, it was almost as surprising as the Lions like taking him in the real NFL draft with just how high he took him. Because I feel like he could have traded, w- at least with Katie maybe, to get something tiny back if he knew he was going to get Gibbs. Because then Katie could have chosen if she wanted Stroud or Richardson at three. Nobody would have, you know, faulted her for either. Rob would have probably still taken the other one. And then, you know, he could have got Gibbs at five. But maybe he didn't. Maybe he really loves Gibbs or maybe he... You know, it was like, ah, it's not worth the, the, the effort. I don't know. But um, that's the highest I've seen Gibbs in any format that I've taken. Um, so I, I was pretty shocked. Yeah. Same. But, you know, I was saying this, like, Kenneth Walker was this was this pick last year, you know? Right. So. Yeah. I mean, that, it could definitely work out. And with them moving on from Swift, uh, you know, you, you feel good about it. So yeah. uh, I, I think he'll be a fun player to watch. And I'm excited to, to watch him and root for him with the Lions. Um. So the next pick was in the second round. He took uh, Devin A. Shane or a chain. I don't even know how you people are saying I think it. it. I think it's a k sound. I think. Well, we'll just call him. I'll call him Devin for now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Devin, uh, I like this pick a lot. Um, I think that of all, there was a there's a bunch of running backs that kind of went in this area. He actually got the other one, Kend- Kendra Miller, too, at the beginning of the third. But like from the third rank down to like seven, they're all kind of just jumbled up. Like nobody really knew what to do because none of them had like a, a straight path to be a starter. But um, the Miami backfield has always been like a rotating carousel the last few years. So he definitely has the opportunity to be um, like a productive guy as, as a rookie, I think with uh, the way the Dolphins offense was, you know, relatively good when Tua was healthy. Yeah, yeah. The only I, I like that in terms of uh, no clear cut starter. Like you'll probably get some, almost certainly get work somehow in that offense. It's more for me like Tua is not a checkdown. He doesn't like the, the running back checkdown very much. Um, right. And so I just don't think he'll get much 
in the way of that, but and it, I mean, it's hard to check down when you have Waddle and Tyree Kill exactly. who are just gonna be open. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think it's fine. I I really love the the Kendra Miller pick. That was a pick that I was hoping yeah. would would slide pretty far to like hopefully to me in the fourth round. I thought he would, I, but people. I feel like he got kind of boosted up here in the last few weeks of being with all the Alvin Kamara lawsuit mm-hmm. stuff. But, um, yeah, I like that pick a lot. Yeah, I agree. I think that that, that could be uh, one of those that just works itself out as, like, a super smart pick uh, because of Kamara's trouble. They have Jamal Williams, who, you know, the Saints always played two running backs, so it could be one of those things where, like, he, maybe he plays while uh, – Kamara is suspended or something and then he doesn't get a lot of time but you know hopefully he shows enough in that time that he will either beat their guy next year or they'll keep him and get rid of Jamal Williams you know something but I, I think that, that that's a, a good play um I, well you know I, I obviously liked the next two picks because I ended up <laughs> trading for both of them uh after the draft was over but I remember during the drafts being pretty shocked that uh both of these guys fell to where they were um, and I was sending Zach offers like because he had these two back-to-back picks and I was going to take those two guys. And so I had sent him a, a, a pretty aggressive offer during the, the draft and he didn't see it um, before the picks. So and he messaged me later and he was like, oh man, I didn't see this. So we ended up working it out afterwards. But um, I think both of these are just, neither of them are guaranteed to be good. Uh, but I hope that one of the two of them breaks out as like a wide receiver too uh, on their team because... Uh, you know, Michael Pittman is there for the Colts. And then I don't really know if either of Christian Watson or Romeo Dubes or whatever his name is for the Packers are going to be mainstays. It seems like Watson will, but without Aaron Rodgers there, there's no one that knows for sure. So, yeah. Well, and I think the other, the big thing with them is they were getting new quarterbacks between Jordan Love and then Richardson or Minshew. And so it's, you're just like, what's going to happen so yeah yeah I, I don't love those picks like for example like i like tillman i think better than mm. either of them uh who went after but yeah so i'm a little bit wishy-washy on those I th- but yeah yeah i could see it um yeah i just i think i really liked Jaden reed before the draft and when i saw that he went to the packers i was like you know like they just usually have some success at every few years drafting a wide receiver that's that's good maybe that's just because they've had aaron Rodgers and he can turn people into to good stuff but that i wasn't convinced enough by any of the guys they drafted last year and i guess they weren't either if they drafted another guy so that's kind of my my hope with him um i also like the ty j spears pick a lot because uh I mean, Henry got hurt last year. If he were to get hurt again, or even if he doesn't, like, I mean, we, I know we've been saying this for several years, but it, I don't know. Eventually, he won't be playing football. Um, so I think that even if he doesn't get a lot of work as a rookie, that he's just one of those good dart throw running backs. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give Zach a B, regular B, just straight B. Okay. I'm going to give him a, a B minus C plus, kind of like average. Because um, I do like the Gibbs pick. I think that that's actually quite interesting and fun. 
but like not a lot of I don't feel like there's a lot of hot like high impact players probably I could be wrong yeah. about that of course but not bad but it doesn't get my it doesn't get my you know blood pumping yeah I could see that yeah. and I think it'll be really interesting as we tell the tale of the league over the next couple of years uh how Kenny Pickett pans out um after he passed on Richardson and Stroud so that, that'll be interesting yeah all right, up next with pick number four, we have Ruddy Rodriguez uh, of the touchdown to Nabby, who picked Anthony Richardson, franchise quarterback of my Indianapolis Colts. And I'm just going to say that I have lost all ability to think with logic and, like, my eyes. It doesn't matter what I thought before, but I have fully talked myself into Anthony Richardson being a star. <laughs> and it's honestly quite... It's really fun. Like I've been wanting, I've been waiting for one of the podcasts to talk about this, and I alluded to this earlier. But like, you know, I've been a Colts fan since I was a kid uh, because my uncle was, and I loved the Colts like when the Peyton Manning era. I loved the Colts a lot during Andrew Luck, and ever since Luck retired on my birthday, I might note, uh, mm. it just hasn't been the same. And like, there was even a time where I like questioned whether or not I should even keep rooting for them because I felt disconnected from them down here. And like the Titans had a kind of a fun team and I was like, should I just switch? And then, you know, I famously doubled down on it, but it hasn't been fun to be a Titans fan. And I, I mean, a Colts fan. Um, and I think I've always heard people talk about the like excitement of getting a, a quarterback, you know, a franchise quarterback and what that can do for your fandom. And I guess I was too young when Andrew Luck was drafted cause I didn't quite get it. But now it's like, I'm like, reading articles and interviews about anthony richardson i'm spending way more time on the Colts subreddit like i am so excited for this season uh and so i i obviously love the pick yeah i mean it's tough like you have if you're if you're rob you, you have to take one of the two of yes like you don't really have a choice i mean you, of course you have a choice but given like their quarterback situation and I think Anthony Richardson is like could be sort of what you're talking about was like he may be a not very good real life quarterback but he could score a lot of fantasy points so yes can't hate on that Um, and I I but he could also this he said someone who could also be like the quarterback I compare to is like a Jamarcus Russell where it's like yeah he can Mm -hmm. like be on his knees and throw a football 70 yards but like he can't play football right and that was what my like couch potato like take was on him especially i paid attention to him uh fairly closely especially the beginning of the season because they had that huge win you know against tennessee um and then he was like thrust into the heisman conversation by like the third week of the season or something like that if i'm remembering right uh yeah i think that's right anyways and, uh, you know, at the time, Kentucky was still undefeated. And so our biggest game of the year was going down to Florida. And I was uh, I, always a big Will Levis fan the past couple of years because he was my quarterback. But uh, it seemed like Richardson was getting a lot of hype when he hadn't done as much, in my opinion, as Levis. So I think I even think I posted on Facebook about the two of them, like before the game. And it was like, you know, whatever, talking trash. And Kentucky won. And like, Will Levis definitely played better in that game than Anthony Richardson did. And I was like, oh, this guy's overhyped. Like, you know, whatever. And the hype, it definitely died down after that game because Florida ended up not being very good. 
Um, but my tune kind of switched on him. Like after the season was over, I watched this guy on YouTube that did a breakdown of Anthony Richardson. And he showed like how, even though he, his accuracy was off at times that like he made really good decisions and like his footwork and his drop back and stuff was already like very, um, fundamentally sound. And I was like, okay, I'm talking myself into this guy. And then when he got picked by the Colts, I was like, yep, (laughs) he's a winner. Yeah. See, okay, can I, I'm going to poo-poo for a second. Okay. The man only had a 53% completion rate last season. That's what Yeah, that's bad. Like, pretty bad. This is sort of like, what, like for me too, like wide receivers and drops. It's like, it's like, man, it, you got to be able to throw the football and complete more than 50%. And that's just, that yeah. one... And and some of the clips I watch, he just like sails it. Like, uh, I know he did yeah. that a couple times in the Kentucky game while I was watching. That was part of the reason why I like soured on him so bad. I was like, oh, he can't. He literally can't throw. He sucks. Yeah, um, but you know, but maybe he doesn't need. We'll to see. Maybe I he guess just run. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, that's my hope is that like he knows he has the right mechanics or something, and he just needs some. I don't know coaching we'll see uh it could it could be a big bust but uh, i think it was a great pick at 1.4 for rob because uh in the other leagues that i i was in except for you picking bryce young he did go 1.2 um in in the other ones so i think that's good that he's the second guy off the board and he obviously has a huge ceiling for fantasy football yeah agreed if he does pan out like as as to even if he reaches like 80% 80% of his potential, the idea of him having Josh Allen and Anthony Richardson is very scary as a quarterback combo. I, I can agree to that. That's a lot of rushing touchdowns available. It is. <laughs> All right. In his second round, he, he he took Zach Charbonnet or Charbonnet. I don't actually know which one it is. Do you know? I think it's – I think – I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go Charbonnet. All right. That sounds fancier anyways. Yeah. Uh, UCLA had a lot of hype. I think most people considered him to be the third running back. Uh, and then he went to the Seahawks behind Kenneth Walker. And so I think his draft, uh, his ADP probably fell because of his um, his landing spot. But honestly, I like it because Seattle has always had two running backs. Like ever since Marshawn Lynch left, and even in the last few years of his career, like there's always been two guys. So uh, I don't think anyone should have been surprised or like should have thought that Kenneth Walker was going to be alone because they always have two guys. So. I think it's a yeah. good pick. Yeah. Also, if if Kenneth Walker goes down, like they don't change the game plan with a, like they have a backup running back, they're gonna keep pounding it. It's kind of like the Tajay Spears like pick, like but even higher yes. ceiling. Like he like he'll definitely get work, even not with an injury, but like he will be like a bell cow with an injury. So um, I don't hate it. I know. I mean. Again, you could he could have maybe gone Mims there too, but um, it's not terrible to me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Mims, I I would have taken Mims there personally, but uh, I I think that the the Abby have had running back problems for a while, so I could see yeah. why he would take that pick there. Yep. Um, um, and then I I like both the guys at the end. Uh, honestly, I think Tank Dell is is a pretty nice sleeper and the fact that he got him in the fourth is good value uh like we were talking about the with uh hutchinson earlier like there's not a lot of guys there he could emerge as a number one receiver so yep like it 
Yep, same. And he's tiny, but he he is a little. He can scuttle around. He has that. Yep, my my type of guy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Well, I'm gonna give uh the Abby an A plus. Uh, if nothing else, just for Anthony Richardson. Ooh, I'm going. Uh, I'm going to see. You know, I I said before, I'm not a big Richardson fan. I don't think he can throw the football. This will, this will be a nice laughable take in about six months, I'm sure. But yeah, just uh, again, just uh, doesn't really get me going. All right, touche. Yeah. All right, uh, 1.5. We have the matriarchs and Katie with them with. The third quarterback taken, C.J. Stroud. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. They 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 needed a quarterback too. They got kind of forced into it. You you don't want Levis in that. Like there's no other quarterback you want. Yeah. Um, and they had um, they have the the handcuff with Stroud, right? They still have Davis Mills. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, so I like that, um, you know. It's a Texans organization, so like, that's that, that's like the biggest knock is like I don't know if th- that will solve their problems, but he'll get to start. Like he will probably be like pretty serviceable in the first years, even. So I, agree. I think it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm not holding my breath on him being like, like, I don't think any of these guys are really like, none of them are the Joe Burrow pick or even like the, I don't know, like, or like Patrick Mahomes, like where you just are like, I guess people, when Patrick Slam Mahomes dunk. drafted, but like, yeah, like Trevor Lawrence, like there's some picks where it's like, yeah, yeah. you take them. Like and that includes Bryce Young. Like none of these quarterbacks feel the same as those did. Um, Agree. Yeah. I think you could even make a case that Stroud would be the closest to that, just because he's like the normal sized one <laughs> that was pretty good. But then he also has the like funk over him of the Ohio State quarterbacks that have, there's never been a good one, pretty much. So that's yeah. kind of scary. Even though like. Does that really mean anything? Like, it shouldn't, but it's just one of those things that does, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I like him a lot. I was, if if the Colts didn't get Richardson, um, I was hoping for Stroud. So uh, I, I think it's a great pick. And honestly, like, there may have even been a sense of relief for Katie there because she didn't have to choose. Um, and I wonder, too, I, I, I haven't asked her, or, or I don't know if she's talked to anyone, but, like, I wonder if she was expecting to even get one of those guys. Like, did she think she was going to get Gibbs? Like, I would love to know because uh, that's pretty sweet to get him at five. Yeah, I was thinking that too of like, of, yeah, like, I, w- I was not expecting her to have a quarterback on the board there. So she's probably thrilled, and it works out well for her team. Uh, and he could And he could be, you know, totally, totally serviceable. The thing is, you're just looking – for like a top like 18 right like you just need to right exactly score it like in the top 20 of course you always want like those top 10 like really high point earners but if you can get someone if you have a top earner as one of your quarterbacks 
you can get away with having like you know Jared Goff or one one of these other kind of like Ryan Tannehill types in yes. there as your other quarterback. So um, if he can do that, even that'd be great for the matriarchs. Same same for the the Abbey with Richardson. Yeah, for sure. If he can be any of those guys, I think that's. I like how you how you put that. Um, I think that the the second pick for Katie at two point five, Marvin Mims. I think that is my favorite pick in the second round, and probably the best value pick on the board in general. Uh, I you could argue is to take him like at the end of the first in a twelve team league, or like I don't see him that different from. Uh, Quentin Johnston, honestly. So I think this is a smash, like through you know, as soon as like you get on the clock, you just smash on on Mims's name. Yeah, um, yeah, I really like it, and um, you know, new Sean Payton, new offense. Mims Mims is like the guy, you know what I mean? Like that's a player that right that they that they wanted. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So really like that pick. Also like. One of my favorite picks, really hoping that that's who I was going to get at my in my second round pick. Um, didn't work out, but yeah, I love that pick. Uh, yeah, I think Mims is quite good uh, and will be could could help maybe if Russell Wilson can get his act together with Sean Payton. Yeah, and figure out. Let's hope so. Yeah, he had a he had a real Space Jam moment last year, home where his powers just absolutely <laughs> yes. out of him. Gosh, um, but yeah, I did love that pick. Uh, the I did want to say, like the other like the Deuce Vaughn, like that's fine. The Tony Pollard handcuff in the fourth, and then yeah. taking Eric Gray, uh, I think is a nice backup. But the pick I really want to get to is Darnell Washington, who I know I talked about. Oh my mm. gosh! I absolutely love this player. I don't think he will be that fantasy relevant. He's he's huge, but he is so big. But when yeah. I was watching his highlight clips, it was my number two favorite film to watch. <laughs> but it wasn't because he was catching passes. It, like he had a couple of hurdles that were nice. Like he mm-hmm. he does have those hops, but it's him just pulverizing people. I was gonna say he can literally just run people over in blocking. Oh my yeah. God, it's incredible putting him out on the line of scrimmage and letting him just like absolutely go ham on like that like cracking back on that outside linebacker is just wonderful and he just keeps blocking. He is an absolute hoss. I love him. Um, yeah, it's like uh, Jelani Woods for the Colts. Like, I don't think he'll ever be the leading pass catching tight end for the Colts because the Colts do use a lot of. Uh, two tight end sets so uh like he still plays a decent amount but he's also huge uh, he's like six seven or six eight uh as well maybe even six nine i don't know he's like he is a monster but he kind of reminds me of that where it's like uh you know they already have Fryermuth, who will be the guy catching the passes but he'll he'll definitely play and he'll be fun he'll just have some highlights of like football plays yes and I th- and he'll get he'll he'll probably catch a few touchdowns a season you know like that gold lines right play yeah like sneak into the back like he can be if he he could have like a season like someone like a Jawan johnson or like, or like dawson knox does where if they get in that hot streak of catching balls in the end zone that they can be a really productive kind of like eight nine ten ranked tight end if things were to go well on the touchdown front yes for sure no i agree um, with that 
Yeah, also, let me tell you, Najee Harris owners would be thankful because this dude's going to be blasting people for him. Right. <laughs> should should be a huge help for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that's solid. I don't have anything to add. I will give Katie, I think, a, a A, just straight up A. I really like the, the first two picks and uh, the, the ones at the bottom don't move the needle either way for me. Yeah, uh, I would say that. Like B plus, A minus range right on the cusp it's tough without the the third rounders i feel like that's where you really get your i feel like that's where i really get all heated up you're trying to find all those middle round people yeah the um, third round is exciting but um but yeah a very a very good draft especially mems mems is just such a good value there i think so yeah that's what pushed me to to the a for sure well, um, no first rounder here, but the God Kings are up next on the list, and their first pick in the draft was 2.6, Michael Mayer, uh, the tight end to, uh, to the Raiders, who was, uh, by a lot of people, I guess considered, at least by NFL scouts, maybe not fantasy, considered the first tight end uh, prospect. Um, I don't really care for Mayer. Yep. Uh, I don't either. Uh, I don't. He, he doesn't have, like, that what I'd call like athletic tight end profile that you want for fantasy. Like, yeah. Um, he, he doesn't have that, but he could be, I think another one who's, he could, he could be productive also, uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo, as long as he's there, he's tended to like throwing the ball to tight ends, even with like Devonte Adams there, his other wide receivers, like pass catchers there are Hunter Renfro and Jacoby Myers who like, they're good, but they're nothing like, they're, they're not anything special to throw to, so Mayer could definitely be like heavily involved in the offense with Jimmy throwing the ball. So right, um, I think he could have his his place, and it's and this I think Mayer will be like a flex option for the God Kings because they already have Goddard and Ertz if Ertz is still trucking along. So yeah, um, they're pretty well taken care of at tight end. Yeah. Um, but also, there's there's not a ton of other, like, like this is where, like, after Mims, the wide receiver drop-off happens and the running back drop-off kind of happens after Charbonnet. So yes. I don't hate the pick at the at the spot there, but uh, I just think that he, he's more of a football player pick than a fantasy pick. Agree. Yep, and I, I had watched a random Notre Dame game once or twice last year, and, like, multiple times that I, I already knew his name because he was getting hyped up so much as part of this 23 draft class as this amazing tight end and like both times it was like a pivotal play and he just dropped like a really catchable pass and i was like ah i'm writing him off just for that no. <laughs> dang <laughs> uh, Tough. but you know maybe he'll be okay um i do like the hendon hooker pick uh 3.2 um i think that I, I would be very curious to see where hooker would have would have gone if he hadn't gotten hurt uh, at Tennessee. Um, he was really fun to watch. Uh, you know, we'll see he, how it could work out in the NFL. But the Lions are just a fun organization right now to work with, and he's got time to learn from Goff and Dan Campbell's amazing. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm gonna say he has time to learn from Dan Campbell. I don't know how much learning we want to have from Jared Goff. Maybe, yeah, I don't know, but like that, that's fair. Um, but, he can teach him how to be a, a pro quarterback at least like yes. just the the ins and outs of the job agreed um, but I, I also like Hendon Hooker at, at two and he'll be a taxi squatter um, 
and it could work out perfectly if Aaron Rodgers does end up playing this season and next. That because I know mm-hmm. Jared Goff signed a new contract, but I think he can get out or he's on for the next couple of years. But then I think there's an out. So like if Hooker is developing, he can be like stepping in right as Aaron Rodgers is retiring in terms of like the God Kings team strategy. So I don't mind it here. Yep, I agree. Um, I have nothing to, to say of, of either of the fifth round picks for the God Kings. I don't have an opinion on those players, but I do really like Keishon Butte or however you say his name from LSU. Um, I thought he was fun to watch uh, in college and just somebody who the Patriots, the wide receivers over the years can be kind of like frustrating, but with Jacoby Myers gone, I, I could see him uh, being a part of the offense pretty early. So I like him. Yeah. He's definitely, he has the character concerns, right? Like he had some allegations. I, maybe he does. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. There's, I, I that, think that's he was supposed he to be so a much. higher, yeah, he was supposed to be a higher ranked guy. Uh, so that's, that explains why he fell. Yeah. Yeah. It involved uh, being at a sex party. So this will go right along with Aaron Rodgers. They nice. Have, they got some. Yeah. That, that seems great for the god kings but uh but this is a classic this is a classic bill belichick thing to be like give me your problem Mm -hmm. guys and like yes i will just make sure that they like i will keep them on a tight leash on a right um he will be their daddy kind of mentality um yeah and so he could really work out and be he i think that this is the highest probability of a steal of the draft yeah for sure um the, the Patriots just don't really have, like, they have Juju, and then, like, Devontae Parker, like, he's fine. He just, he's always going to be fine, you know, and nothing more than that. So he could play, you know, right away. But again, like, like you said, with Belichick, like, he, if he buys into the Patriot way and, like, gets in, gets his stuff straight, then that's going to be a, a steal for them and for the God King. So a lot of potential there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give Brady a C plus. Uh, that's just because I of the mayor pick, but um, I like the third and fourth pick. Yeah, uh, he's gonna get a C from me as well. C plus, like in that range, it doesn't get me hyped, but like also some really some some of the what I think are some of the another great value pick. And booty and hooker so um yeah yeah all right well my friend you are up next with uh pick 1.7 zay flowers out of boston college talk to me about why you picked flowers over addison and johnston okay yes all right so this was definitely like okay i'm gonna probably get one of one of these folks um and of course, if Jackson Smith and Jigbo would have fallen to me, I would have picked him. I think he's right. the best wide receiver. But watching film, so the thing is, all of these guys have like a bunch of skill, like things that are great about them. They're all first round picks in the real NFL draft. Um, right. And so the biggest knock on Flowers was like his size. So I was like, oh, I normally am not like, I tend to like bigger players too. Um, and there's stuff like, oh, he's not going to be able to catch contested catches. But so watching film on Zay Flowers, 
I was watching it, and I, and like, so I'd watch Jordan Addison, it's like, okay, cool, he has like a jump ball in the corner of the end zone, like, Quentin Johnson, Johnston would have similar things, but Zay Flowers, he would run a route, and he'd like give a head fake, and like, the, like the quarterback would like fall down, like he was making people like stumble and fall, and I'm like, oh no, like, (laughs) he's doing stuff on the field that is like, like when you're watching Phil, like people don't just like fall down. He's doing stuff that is like confusing or like tough. It's like the Devonte Adams like jump step, like how yeah. he does that that jump cut thing. It's it's like I don't know. I can't place it. But the the thing that made me end up taking him, other than that, because that's like, whoa, that that's like a a jump off the film thing when you have people like stumbling, like unable to like turn their body or like you get their hips turned, and all of a sudden they're tripping over themselves. Is that Hollywood Brown was so productive in the Ravens offense and and like is a similar profile to Zay Flowers. I think they went and got Zay Flowers like, oh, we need like a Hollywood Brown style player back. And Zay Flowers is that exact player to me. And uh, that's what I thought, too. Yeah. And the thing is, he's the best. I think like so his knock is like contested catches. But one of the things I thought about was like Lamar Jackson doesn't throw contested balls. He like. The whole thing is like he's all like he's gonna run it, or he's gonna throw it to someone who's wide open, and Zay Flowers can get wide open. Yeah, he's also five nine, so like, yeah, he's gonna struggle with contested things. Like that's not what he's for. And I agree with you. I I think when I saw the fit or the landing spot, I was really excited for him because uh, the Hollywood Brown comparisons are easy. But like with someone like Lamar who can like move around and like extend plays and stuff like mm-hmm. zay flowers is the perfect player that you want who is just gonna like make sure that whenever he need like whenever lamar has the time to throw like he's gonna be open somewhere yeah. uh or he's just gonna be able to torch dudes and like get some crazy yards after catch i love this pick i i don't blame you at all for taking him uh over addison i think you could either of those guys could be like flip-flopped back and forth um, I took flowers in my other league where I had the 10th overall pick and I was like, he was the fourth one and he fell to me and I was like shocked. Uh, I was super, super happy. So, uh, and I have Bateman in that league and I still didn't care like to have the, both of them is fine with me. Um, I just wanted him cause he's small and I don't know. He's just going to be fun to watch. I think. Yeah. He also has, some, he has a pretty nice like style about him, like him at the draft. He, he looked, he had amazing style going on. And I will say for me, um, it was really I didn't want to have Jordan Addison again because I didn't want to be doubled up with Jefferson and. Yeah, Addison. I, went, I wondered if that if that was yeah. like a tiebreaker for you. Yeah, um, but even still, like yeah, watching Zay Flowers just turn people around on film, I was just like, yo. And also, you were so right about the play breaking down. He was the only player like I'm not saying the other guys didn't when plays broke down and like the quarterback went out of the pocket, but they specifically showed Zay Flowers on his film what he did when plays broke down getting open and yep. like how he moved inside of that that world so yeah i'm so pleased yeah i like happened. it a lot yeah also uh flowers tends to be it's one of those names that should, you don't think would be a great football name but there there it, it is it's a good football name so that was also I, oh i think it is for sure yeah yeah there's there's a lot of uh you can it, it the the lines write him write itself like if he were to to do well win and you know get your flowers all that stuff I, I i like it yeah um i'm not as crazy about rasheed rice uh 
just like as a player, but anytime a receiver goes to the Chiefs, like you just got to be like, well, maybe <laughs> this could be life changing. So, yep, yep, that's exactly what I thought. Uh, and I'm just like, they got rid of all they have is Kadarius Tony. So getting rid of Juju, it's like, well, they have more spots open. Like, yeah, and Hardman's gone. So, <laughs> so uh, I I would have preferred. I really wanted Mims or Mingo one to fall to me there. Um, and I, yeah, it was a, I, for a, sure. a long a long sit between Rasheed Rice and Jalen Hyatt, to be honest. Um, I think mm. this pick took the longest for me to make, but I ended up going with him because he played at SMU, and I thought to myself, like, this is one of those things where it's like, well, he he probably has the best chance of being, like, misscouted, potentially, because, like, you know what players in the SEC are going to do more likely, but being at SMU, maybe he... Like, the competition, like, he could be better than, like, what we think. But, yeah, it's not my favorite pick. Yeah. It's probably my least favorite pick for myself. Yeah, I could see that. So. Well, I will say I, I love your next pick. Michael Wilson uh, to the Cardinals in the next pick is one of – I think this could be a steal. Like, if it's not Butte, I think it'll be him because if they really – if the Cardinals really do move on from DeAndre Hopkins – then Michael Wilson will play as a, as a rookie. And, like, I don't know how Rondell Moore is recovering or whatever, but, like, it could be Hollywood Brown and him. Like, he could just instantly be a good player. So uh, I think that's – and he it wasn't like he was drafted late. Like, he was drafted in the third round. So uh, I've seen him, his uh, ADP, very widely in different leagues, but he normally seems to fall into the, the, the fourth. So I don't really – uh, understand that maybe people are just afraid of the cardinals right now but i think this is a great pick thank you yeah i did like this pick a lot more um for the similar reasons like third round draft capital all that stuff i think his issue was he was he's been injured for he was injured for his junior and senior years like he he didn't play a full season in a while he hasn't played a full season in a while that makes um, sense and yeah. people just don't know what they're getting yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, I think that that was the whole, yeah, his whole, his whole thing was, um, let me, yeah, that's it, that's it. So he only had, like in 2022, he only had 26 receptions. He only had 19, 2021, he's also older. Yeah, he only had like 20 catches, he only caught like, you know, 66 balls in three seasons because of injury mm. kind of deal yeah well that is a, it, there's a lot of mystery but yeah it, it could pay off so i mean yeah. uh justin jefferson you know he he took some time so maybe it's just a theme for the for the bruce yeah all right well uh i think uh evan hole is that his name right evan mm -hmm. yeah he could be like a Naheem Hines replacement, so there could be some, you know, some surprise PPR value there. But uh, anything you want to add about your, your late guys? No, uh, Evan Hall, Hull is, yeah, could be nice PPR catch. And if Jonathan Taylor goes down, we've seen that uh, backup running backs for the Colts can have good games. So, um, yeah, he, 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 he also has, I don't know, I think he'll mostly be a special teamer, but he, he Probably, seems like, yeah. a, like a, I don't know, not the worst, just like 
uh, like Zach Moss has like they didn't really love him in Buffalo. Deion Jackson was replaced by Zach Moss, so I was like, eh, he has a chance. It doesn't seem like they're too sold on any of the backup running backs. Um, right. No, I, they're definitely not, or they shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> but I think my my favorite one is I think Trey Tucker, and I think that Trey Tucker ran like something stupid, like a four three one forty. Jeez, Louise. And so he's just a. Yeah, he he clocked a four three seven at the Cincinnati Pro Day. Oh, yeah, 40. that's really crazy. So he's just like a burner. <laughs> he's just fast. Another special teamer, probably, but um, yeah. You never know. Yeah, but also, I my biggest thing was I didn't draft anyone except for Evan Hull was the only pick that wasn't in the third round or earlier in the real NFL draft. So that's my only yeah. thing that I felt good about. I like that, too. Smart. All right, well, I'm going to give you a... B plus, uh, just for the rice pick. I, that's a hard spot to pick, and I think you picked right after a tear break. But uh, yeah, B plus for me. Yeah, I would give myself a C. B. Wow, maybe. very harsh. Well, it's like I love my Zay Flowers pick, but like, sort of what I was going off of like none of the other ones really get my juices. Like, it's not gonna probably make a difference this season. Like, everyone else is on my taxi squad. I'm pretty sure. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I, I, I'm I definitely w- weighting the the Zay Flowers pick pretty high whenever I give you my grade there. Yeah, and you know, again, I could say I could have gone Jalen Hyatt or Downs over Rasheed Rice very easily. So, um, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, uh, next is me, and we uh, I give myself an A plus because I. I made no picks, so can't have any busts. You drafted yeah. Justin Herbert next? Right, yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next is a very interesting uh, set of picks here. We have the Marley Magic yeah. with uh, the 1.8 getting Jordan Addison, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, which I would imagine they are probably pretty happy with that, uh, with you taking Flowers. I don't know if they had a preference, but uh, I think they, they've got to be happy with that pick there. But um, the real story here, of course, is the decision to take Will Levis at 1.9. Um, I'll start on Levis as a, the native uh, yeah. Will Levis guy. Um, I loved rooting for Will Levis. He was so fun to watch. He was very funny. He had a great social media presence. Like He made national news several times by doing his goofy stuff with the banana and the, the mayonnaise. But my ultimate thing about him was like he was one of those guys who just was a really good football player. Like above, like not who cares about like mechanics or like whatever, just like watching a guy play football. He was super competitive. Like he was very intense. Like, you know, he bought into the Kentucky Louisville rivalry, like really deeply, uh, even though he was a transfer from Penn state. And like he, so he was number seven at Kentucky. And uh, whenever they played Louisville, he put the seven on backwards uh, on his face because that looks like the L's down that Kentucky fans do to taunt Louisville. Um, (laughs) So like, I just loved him as a player. Uh, he was really fun. But the problem was he got hurt uh, and was pretty banged up his senior season, which really hurt uh, Kentucky's ability to have like a really good year for him. But uh, also the offensive line was terrible. So my thing with him as a player is like he did, he had a better year, his junior year with us with worse receivers. I think oh, he had Wandale, but uh, after him, there was like nobody this year. He had better receivers, but the offensive line was terrible. But, 
the reason that I was so scared about his, him being an NFL player is like there was several times that I was able to objectively watch him play and be like, oh man, like his decision making is horrible. Like especially when it would it would come to like players crossing across the middle or like running running routes in the middle of the field uh if they weren't if he wasn't throwing deep or something like his accuracy was off but also his decision was just poor like he would hold on to the ball for too long to where a guy either wasn't open anymore or it would cause him to like hesitate and, and his throwing would would be off uh it happened in several big games and it also happened a couple times uh against the like crappy teams that we played at the beginning of the year and you know, some people in Kentucky are like, oh, it's probably injury related or something. Uh, I just didn't think so. <laughs> um, as much as I love him, I'm a little bit nervous for his uh, his college, I mean, his NFL career. Yeah, I agree. I was not touching Will Levis with a 10 foot pole. Yep. Person, like, yeah, I mean, part of that's because I, the Titans just, the quarterback, like, the only time we've had like a, a really good quarterback is when we bought the team from Texas, and we didn't draft mm-hmm. the quarterback. That was our best quarterback in Steve. Yeah. So like, right. we've literally had over twenty years of not being able to get someone who can play quarterback. Our, our next best quarterback is Ryan Tannehill, and our like, yeah. It's, and so I it's mostly out of a trust thing. It's like, yeah, I don't I don't trust the quarterback development situation. And yeah. maybe this is because the, the the Titans are an organization that coaches use to go on to the next thing. Like, and so you can't have enough stability there to get quarterbacks going. You know, I don't know if that's true right. or not, but like that feels maybe, like a yeah. thing. Like that position, you just need some stability, and the Titans just don't have it between offensive coordinators and quarterbacks coaches and head coaches. Like, you know, it's tough. Um, outside of that, like. Yeah, he seems fine. He seems like he throws a lot of interceptions, though. He, he, he has that like gunslinger yeah. mentality a little bit, but I don't think yep. he is he does. enough to be the gunslinger. Um, we'll see. Uh, but exactly. at least he gets to just sit. Uh, but I think, I think I probably would have gone double wide receiver there. Um, if you're the magic, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think so too. Because honestly, I think if you had taken him there, uh, I don't think Jake would have taken him. And like, so if you if they wanted him, they probably could have gotten him at two point one. Yeah, of course they could have just. They, that means they could have just switched that pick with their two one for Dalton Kincaid, right. and we'd probably be saying like, well, okay, fine. So it's not that bad. Exactly. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. Honestly, like, uh, I personally wouldn't have taken him even if he fell. But I, it becomes like objectively, it becomes better value. And like, for example, in my so in my one my twelve team league that I'm in, that's Superflex. Um, Levis actually fell all the way to two point four, so he would be the sixteenth player that was taken. Um, and I had the next pick after that, and I was like, I was really hoping that he would be taken because at that point, like, that would have been the two point five. I would have had to take him because like. I just probably would have felt silly if he did pan out, not having him and being able to root for him. But I got Mims at the, that pick, so I was fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm rooting for Will Levis like really hard. I, I hate that he went to the Titans, 
from a fan perspective um i'm glad that's why i was glad we got richardson because like i'll be able to root for richardson over levis just from like the playmaking uh like ceiling and, and possibilities there but um if levis becomes super successful like that's gonna create a weird thing for me i think yeah yeah i don't think you'll have to worry too much to be honest <laughs> well yeah that might be the case um but uh Moving on from from Levis, uh, I'm very very happy. I, I know that you do not feel the same way, but I love Dalton Kincaid. I think he's a great pick for the Bills. Uh, I think he's a great pick for the Magic as a Kelsey replacement, and getting him at 2.1, I think is great value. Uh, I think I would have, you could argue to take him at 1.9, like easily. I've seen him go in the first round in some other leagues, so I really like that. I think he could. Most rookie tight ends don't do anything, but I think he could honestly. Yeah, so so here's 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 where I am. I I I found some statistical stuff. This is why I went so hard on Dalton Kincaid. But I found a thing that was like, what is the percent chance that like each position and what percentage they are to like be a stud, be like a starter for several years, like good for a year or a bust? And for mm. tight ends, the only, the only thing that had a twenty percent stud rate was if you were picked in the top fifteen of the real NFL draft. And then, it was, and then like after that, your ch- like anything after the third round is like a ninety-five percent bust rate. And even wow. in the first round, but in the second half of the third first round, it had a seventy percent chance of being a one-year starter or a bust. So that's my thing is like Dalton Kincaid to me is not like a generational like essentially it was sort of like only take tight ends if they're generational talent. Like to me, Dalton Kincaid is like Jeremy Shockey, where like he'll probably have some good years, <laughs> but I don't think he's like. He's not Kyle Pitts or like Travis Kelsey to me, and Dawson Knox right. is there, and there's other things that the Bills do. Uh, That's fair. I don't think he's fast enough to actually get open as a slot receiver. I know people like to talk about using him in the slot. I don't think they're going to use him in the slot. Um, yeah, and the you Bills don't right. run the ball, and so I don't know how they're going to fit a two tight end set. Uh, I'm really curious how it's going to work. Yeah, that that is true about them not running the ball, like with a running back at least. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think if I just don't really get excited by Gabe Davis, like I know a lot of people like him, but I think he's kind of just a guy, and that he's like elevated by Josh Allen, um, and so that's kind of my thing with him is like I just feel like that there's a need for him to be used in the passing game even over Dawson Knox like I don't think Dawson Knox was ever looked at as like a an answer for the Bills I think it was more of just like a well he's here so he's catching the ball um but we'll see uh I just think that he's it, it just makes sense in the way the NFL is going that like let more and more like the tight end as a position is not even really accurate like they're yeah. most of them are just wide receivers so uh that, that's more how I thought about it um which maybe could see that stat over time change uh, in the next few years. I, I, I am curious to see if that's that's the case, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And he, he does have the basketball thing going for him. I think he was a basketball player. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I still don't – it's, you know. Yeah. I don't know. If Kyle, Pitt, Kitt, if Kyle Pitts can't break 1,000 yards, it's tough for me to believe. Dalton Kincaid can't with Diggs and Knox. They're also 
I should say I'm a Khalil Shakir believer. That dude. Is oh yeah, good. I do, I, that's true. I do like him. <laughs> so, he needs he needs to do something this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, but also, Dalton Kincaid could also be like the next Travis Kelsey. So or like Tony <laughs> Gonzalez. Yeah. Because he has that basketball thing going for him. He could just catch a billion that's touchdowns. True. So. We'll see. That's my my prediction. Yeah. All right, Tank Bigsby, uh, all time name for sure. Just yeah, Tank Bigsby. Like that. I don't think there's anything else more to say. Yeah, uh, yeah, all time name. Also, uh, two tanks in this draft. Yeah, Tank Dell and Tank Bigsby. What what are the odds? Yeah, I wish I would have gone to the, to the same team for a little double tank action. <laughs> that would have been incredible. Um, but. But yeah, this is fine. Also, this is probably like the best landing Smart pick. spot. Yeah, like with the handcuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that they will use him because I think they're going to try to protect Travis Etienne there in Jacksonville. So um, yeah, I really like this pick. like the player. Yeah. Yep, uh, agreed. Yeah. Uh, and then Brenton Strange to me is like, I don't know. I don't think he's going to do much. Yeah, that's a nothing pick for me. That's a throw on the taxi squad, and maybe something happens. All right, well, it's grading time, and this is difficult to grade for me because I like the Addison pick and the Kincaid pick, but I don't like the Levis pick. I'm going to go with uh, a B-. minus. Okay, so for the Marley Magic, I'm going to give my lowest draft grade. Um, which is going to be a C minus. That's fair. And, you know, I hate Will Levis <laughs> and, you know, yeah, but this also could, <laughs> I will say this is probably personal bias of like the, the tight end hate for myself and right. like, oh wait, no, I don't. I give them a B minus. I forgot. They got Jordan Addison too. They get a B minus. <laughs> There you go. That, yeah. I was like, yeah. man, he really hates Dal- Dalton Kincaid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I do like Jordan Addison, though. I think he could be really good and could really. I'm hoping that he can help out Justin Jefferson, maybe if he can just be good enough a few games to take some heat off. So we'll see. Yep. Very true. All right. It's time to wrap this baby up with 1.10. Well, not the pick, but the, the position. Uh, our league champions, Wyatt Keener of the Winter Faces. We talked about it earlier, but he got uh, maybe some some could call it luck getting uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba at the fifth pick, or sorry, sixth pick in the draft. Uh, great value there for uh, what everyone was everyone was in agreement with. How do we let this happen, everyone? Number How one do we receiver. Let this happen? <laughs> I know it's ridiculous, uh, but you know sometimes the rich get richer. That's just what it is. Um, I think this is a, there's even no, you know, there's no discussion at the pick itself, but um, it will be interesting to see how the player works out uh, with uh, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf there. And I think all three of them will play at the same time. And um, he could, he could be flex worthy at times in this rookie year. We'll see if Gino's slinging it like last year, then I'm excited. Oh yeah. I think he's going to be amazing because I think they're going to have to, to like, double DK and then have Tyler Lockett doing his like deep ball thing and so Jackson Smith and Jigwood can just tear people up in the slot I think he I think that he's going to be amazing like yeah um, agree 
Yeah, especially because DK Metcalf, like they can run three wide receiver sets, and DK Metcalf, they can still like run the ball because DK is a good enough blocker. We used to do this with like AJ Brown and Corey Davis with the Titans. Like they could, they were functionally good enough blockers to be able to run. Yep. With them in there. Oh, this is a nightmare. When I saw yep. this pick happen, <laughs> I was just like, "We are just toast, y'all. We are yeah. toast." Yeah, it's There's just it's almost a part of me that's like, just leave CJ Stroud for him or something. Like, right, he's not right. Gonna take him. For, yeah, for, for, yeah, exactly. Force <laughs> him to take Zay Flowers or or Addison or somebody just so he doesn't get the, the best receiver. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know maybe maybe J JSN bust like we do see first round like, sure. top ten wide receivers bust, but like he's so good. Like, yeah, know. and the Seahawks are just good at drafting in general. So like, yeah, and they're good at playing football. Yeah. <laughs> yep, uh, I agree. And I, I honestly, I I'm just as upset about the second pick that he got as well. I think Laporta at, yeah. at two point ten is also an, a crazy steal. Um, so that's the latest that he went. I think in any of the drafts I was in, I'm pretty sure. I can't remember our other league. I think it was pretty close to the same spot. But like. Uh, for a tight end premium, and like with his draft capital being the second tight end taken in the real drafts, like that's incredible. Uh, and he might not be someone that does anything for a year or so, but I think he will be a great. Like Hawkinson was a beast in Detroit, and there's definitely a role there for him. So uh, I think that was a steal. In my, I have one league that's two tight ends. It's not premium. It's just two tight ends, and I think it's horrible. <laughs> I, I wish I wouldn't have. I don't know why I joined that league. Uh, it was just a good fit. Uh, anyways, it doesn't matter. But in that league, he went 1.12. <laughs> uh, so there was a little more inflated premium, but it just goes to show, like, this is a crazy steal. Yeah, I think I think it was a, a good pick. I'm just hoping that, like, I'm just hoping that he doesn't get open a lot. If he, if, if, cause, because the tight end position is like the only position that I feel like the winner takers are weak in right now. And so exactly. if any of those three tight ends pay it off, like, I know. We're kind of toast. Right. That's we're why kind of toast. I like That's how he weak. was, he just kept his picks and he was like, all right, I'm going to end every round with taking a tight end and one of them will probably work out. He, he took both the ones from Green Bay. Surely one of them will be good. Yeah. Or, and especially with like, Jordan Love, he could be really dumping it off to the tight ends. Um, but yeah, like, you know, we're t- I mean, this is someone who, in a tight end premium league, won the league t- two years in a row with Jawan Johnson. Right. <laughs> Stupid. Tight end, like that. So like, if he gets anything that is like more useful than Jawan Johnson, <laughs> yeah, it's scary. Um, I actually don't like the Tyler Scott pick. I. I'm really surprised that he didn't take Tank Dell or Keishon Butte because he has the, like, he's so loaded just in general. I I don't know what he saw and that. Maybe it's the thought that he could pair him with Fields if he thinks he's going to be good, but I just don't see Scott, like, mattering at all. Maybe that's harsh. Yeah, well, yeah. We'll see. Um, it seems like... Um, People think that him just being a, like, I don't know, like the Deshaun Jackson, like, sort of person at, in Chicago. But I see, I think he'll probably be Devin Hester. He's going to be returning kicks for the most part is what I think. Yeah, um, that that seems accurate. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's 
that's the only knock I have on this this draft really for the winter faces. I love the the uh, Puka Nakua pick. Um, I had listened to like four different podcasts like that aren't related to each other, and uh, an analyst brought him up in every single one. This was pre NFL draft as like deep players who people should be paying attention to. He was brought up on every single one, and I was like, who is this guy? So I watched his, some of his highlights on YouTube, and it's BYU, but like he looks like a monster. <laughs> like he's just freaking awesome uh so i have him in all three of my other leagues and two of them i didn't even have to draft him i just got him with a fab so um i like that a lot as the last pick of the draft and you know the rams don't have a ton of guys behind cooper cup like van jefferson is very hit or miss and then after that it's a bunch of guys who haven't done anything so could be good yeah yeah i agree yeah uh a yeah, plus, he's, he's, yeah, for for the yeah, winter faces, just uh, yeah. killed it for sure. Yeah, it's painful, and I, I what's what really sucks is I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, am I saying this just because he's won twice in a row, right? Like, am I just being like, yeah, oh, <laughs> pick them, they have to be good. I'm like, no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't exactly in a vacuum, it's still there. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but he doesn't have to worry about so many positions. I know. So that's the thing. Like, having the last pick in the draft and going all tight ends, like, in a tight end premium, that's probably your best value. So it makes it feel better because of where his team is generally. Um, yep. Yeah. Well, um, <sighs> I, uh, I'm in wow. desperate need of a bio break, but really quickly, I'll just make this announcement on the podcast. Uh, since we used to do our little coach's corner, because um, I don't think mm-hmm. I posted this in Slack. I don't remember. But uh, I just decided last week, it's not even public news yet, but I am officially stepping back from the basketball team. I will not be oh. coaching next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't have time to tell the whole story on this podcast, but uh, kind of had a falling out in philosophy with my head coach and I thought he would be replaced and he wasn't unfortunately so I am not going to be back with him which really hurts me because like the kids who are going to be our eighth grade like meet of the team are the kids who are sixth graders that I've like grown with here and like coached for two years and there's some some bittersweetness to it but there's a lot more story to unpack another time um but the other coaching news is that my school after two years of trying is going to officially have soccer next year. And I'm going to be coaching the men's or the boys and girls team by myself. So that's exciting. Oh, Oh, that is so fun. And wow. What a, what a change up. So, yeah. So number one, bummer about basketball, um, for lots of reasons, but wow. You're, do you feel like you're having a bit of a Ted Lasso moment with coaching soccer? Yes, Um, definitely. So, okay. 100%. (laughs) Uh, I think I like know more about soccer than the character Ted Lasso does um, mm-hmm. from the start of Ted Lasso, but that doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, no, I have a guy, a friend, or I guess ex-neighbor who coaches a high school team in Jackson that I'm going to spend some time with this summer to just try to get some practice routines and like some very basic things that he recommends for middle schoolers. Um, to make sure I just don't completely like wing it. But there's honestly, it's such low stakes and so many of the kids don't play soccer that uh, it's, it's kind of hard to mess up. So I'm excited though. I'm going to, I was telling my, my athletic director, like 
I plan on taking it extremely seriously. And like, I think the kids that play soccer deserve to be treated and like hyped as much as the other two sports, like major sports. Um, and so I want to like build a little program and do some fun things, get some cool kits. And uh, I, I haven't asked him yet, but I'm going to ask Jake if he would be interested in designing our school's soccer crest that we can use. It's like official oh. logo. So we'll see. Oh, amazing. Oh, that is so exciting. Um, and I would say you, what you should do, just play a lot of FIFA. You'll learn a lot of stuff about it. From I, I really FIFA. should, shouldn't I? That's probably, like, uh-huh. honestly, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, play FIFA. And um, another fun thing is that you can watch soccer games at, like, because they come on at 2 o'clock. So if you ever have kids, yeah. you can watch with so them. So true. So true. Uh, yeah. I'm actually excited, too, because um, I I don't, think it's all because of ted lasso but partially maybe for some reason marianne has decided that she wants to get into european soccer she doesn't like any sports she hates all sports but she likes that soccer has like a determined amount of time (laughs) and Mm -hmm. i think she just likes the idea of like the communal like buy-in to the teams and like some of the histories and stuff so uh, we decided that when school's over that the two of us are going because I, i don't really have a team i root for when i was in high school i liked arsenal for uh, Andre, but anyways, we're going to mm-hmm. together pick a team and like adopt them as the Haas's Premier League team. So stay tuned for that. Oh, yes, I cannot wait to hear who you pick. I know, I'm so excited. Well, that's all I have. Um, I it's dinner time here in the USA for for the Haas house. Uh, our early <laughs> 5 p.m. dinner, but uh, it's been great to be back with everyone and i'm glad that you all stayed listening for this hour and a half marathon of our nfl draft recap or yes and cgf we just went over every pick i'm pretty sure yeah we pretty much did i think we i I don't think we skipped any names oh uh here's one uh didn't talk about at perry for the saints you're right um trey tucker no we said his name didn't we yeah yeah we said his name uh dwayne Um, mcbride don't think he got a shout out dwayne mcbride (laughs) Yeah, and I, I do, I do, I don't mind either of those, but like, now nah, they're pretty far down the depth chart, so we'll see how it goes. Yep. Now we've covered them all, so thanks for tuning in to us covering the entire, the entire draft. Yep, you're welcome. Uh, oh, and I don't know if we said that, but I'm gonna <laughs> just take a whack at it again for Israel Abanaconda. Your name is very cool, so God bless you. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs>